Hi everyone. Um, so this is the clinical scenario accompanying the AF knowledge video. It's designed to be a long case. Um, for those of you listening on podcast, there is one image, um, an ECG, unsurprisingly, uh, that accompanies this case. So do please take the opportunity to log on to the website later to view the actual ECG. Thank you. Okay, so the scenario is you're asked to attend the emergency department after a 55-year-old patient with a background of hypertension has presented complaining about palpitations. The ECG is shown. Please uh, proceed to describe uh, the ECG and also how you would further assess the patient. So this is an ECG of someone with uh, AF. So the most important things is I'll be assessing the patient for uh, his uh, taking a full history, uh, particularly trying to understand if he had any symptoms uh, of um, his AF, uh, such as palpitations, um, shorts of breath, um, chest pain, and whether he'd had any impact on his exercise tolerance. Um, and then I try and get understanding for how frequent these palpitations were um, and when they'd come on um, this time as well. Um, and then also take a, a history about his, any family history, uh, any social history um, and any medications he's on at the moment and any allergies he might have. Um, then I'll move on to assessing him. Um, given that he's uh, quite tachycardic, I would um, get a set of baseline OBS and a cardiac uh, monitor on him uh, in A&E, and I would um, assess him in an A to E fashion, um, particularly looking for signs, any signs of heart failure or decompensation. Um, and auscultating his chest to look for any, um, any pulmonary edema, assessing his fluid balance to see if he's peripherally fluid overloaded, including his JVP, and then also listening to his heart to see if there are any uh, valvular abnormalities. Um, then after that, I would put the history and the examination together um, and think about perhaps organising some investigations in a &E, um, and simple things such as uh, blood glucose um, and uh, a 12 lead, that's what we call a 12 lead ECG, um, and uh, um, also some bloods, uh, including a BMP and a troponin, um, and um, uh, full blood count and use knees, and also doing uh, bedside echo as well. Okay. Thank you. So the patient describes palpitations that started this morning. He does not have signs of decompensated heart failure. His <laughs> observations are uh, uh, oxygen saturations of 99% on room air, a blood pressure of 140 over 90, a heart rate of 140, and a respiratory rate of 16. What are the various management options open to the patient now? Can you describe them? So... I think given that he's, his palpitations only came on this morning and is he 
he's not has he had these palpitations ever, ever before that he has not no okay so given these palpitations only came on this morning uh he's therefore within 24 hours which is clearly within the 48 hour window uh that one would need to think about cardioverting this patient so uh i could think about um uh, i could think about uh chemical cardioversion um using uh flaconide uh and i or I could just actually simply cardiovert him because he's within a window. Um, I could cardiovert him safely. So I could just actually have a cardioversion. Okay. Um, and um, let's say you offer this patient cardioversion, uh, but he has read that um, uh, there's a risk of stroke uh, with cardioversion. Um, what could you do to help mitigate that risk? Um so I could offer, uh, I could offer to give him a uh, shot of anticoagulation uh, now um, before we cardiovert him, um, uh, uh, and also what you can do it. Uh, we do the cardioversion with a TOE, uh, so that would make it safer because. We would make sure there was no clot in the in the left extra appendage before we cardioverted him. Okay, so you see this patient uh, in six months in the outpatient clinic, um, and uh, he has been started on a beta blocker and flecainide, and he presents uh, with uh, frequent episodes of palpitations. Um, how would you further investigate these episodes? Um, so at this point, I think. Uh, I think we're organising a, a 24-hour tape um, and also uh, doing some blood tests to make sure that there's uh, nothing else that could be causing his AF and then also doing an echocardiogram to see what his heart function is like. Uh, yeah, to see what his heart function is like with with the um the af that he's having um and then i could use that to try and understand how bad his af is and how that how it's affecting his heart okay so uh he reveals that uh these episodes of palpitations are occurring once a week they last about an hour uh, and you have seen clear uh, episodes of when, uh, when his symptoms are, are co-occurring with episodes of AF on previous uh, heart monitoring. Um, now, what options uh, could you uh, offer to the patient uh, for his ongoing symptomatic atrial fibrillation? Okay, so given he's now, so he's, he's young, he's 55, and he's got uh, symptomatic atrial fibrillation, and... He, he's tried medications, so that, and given his symptoms are due to his AF, therefore I would offer him um, ablation therapy, AF, AF ablation. Okay, so could you describe how you would explain AF ablation to the patient? So I would say that AF ablation is a procedure we do to try and cure patients of AF. Um, it's a, a procedure we uh, tend to do under um, 
anesthetic, general anesthetic. And we um, try and understand where the AF's coming from with electrical testing um, with wires inside the heart. And then we uh, will burn the areas where the AF is coming from. And we will uh, try to cure the patient of AF uh, that way. And we will, um, yeah, the procedure takes about three, three to four hours, three hours. And we then will see him after the procedure to, with another 24 hour tape to see if the procedure has been successful. Okay, and are there any important risks that you're aware of um, when consenting a patient for an ablation? Um, yes, I suppose the, the procedure's done from the groin, so there's risk of uh, bleeding in the groin or vascular complications. And then the other risks are of um, damage to the heart, lungs, any of the vessels going up to the heart, and then also um, damage to the cardiac valves um, and uh, uh, stroke and uh, pericardial effusion. Okay, that completes the scenario. Thank you very much. Thank you.